everyone, and um, welcome to the Economic Development Subcommittee agenda um, meeting for August 23rd, 2023, time being 5.30. I'd like to call the meeting to order. Uh, I will read note to residents. All citizens are welcome to attend public board committee meetings in person. Meetings are also live streamed and archived by Franklin TV on Franklin Town Hall TV YouTube channel. Uh, meetings are also shown live on repeat on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29, but one of those is going to change soon, so keep an eye out for the change of the number. That I'm looking at Steve, and he, number eight, I think we go to? Uh, com yeah, the Comcast, Comcast change. changes. Okay. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens are welcome to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. Um, the link is on the agenda on the town website. Uh, you can also call in 1-929-205-6099. Uh, the meeting ID number is 844-7365-9696 and then press the pound button. Tonight is a, uh, we are going to discuss uh, zoning map changes from single family resident three to business in an area on or near King Street. Uh, there's a staff mem there's a memo and a map in the agenda. Um, all of the participants on the EDC are actually with me in chambers tonight. So I am gonna throw it over to Jamie. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, hopefully very quickly. Um, this is almost close to a house cleaning item, but um, Component uh, came before uh, alerted us to these two parcels right over here uh, on King Street. Um, if you look at the map on the left, you'll notice a, a red line around two parcels. And to the left of that um, is actually the Atria Senior Living Complex. And to the right of that is King's is the um, fire station, fire station. Uh, not the headquarters downtown, but obviously station two right off the exit of 495 at the corner of Upper Union. Uh, uh, to the right. Inter interrupt yeah. me for a second. Sure. So single family resident three, is that's where Atria is? Correct. Okay. And currently on the left uh, within that zone are two other parcels that are single res uh, three. Mm -hmm. um, one of the parcels, um, the smaller one, uh, does have a single family home on. Um, and the one to the right of it, um, is uh, is not developed yet and it appears that those parcels are under agreement uh, both of them uh, from a proponent who is looking to uh, use those parcels as a commercial industrial uh, really a business use technically but um, the zoning but just for the illustration for the folks at home uh, for some sort of business operation um, on those parcels and requested to the town whether we would consider a rezone of those two parcels. Um, I know Madam Chair and the other members of the committee, particularly Councilor Frangillo, have had a long series on uh, Franklin Matters relative to property tax levy, new growth, and how all these mechanics work. The staff had a quick conversation and thought, well, that does actually make a lot of sense. Um, from a property value standpoint, that parcel that's not developed yet would only then become one house. Right. And we're not really sure about the appetite for a house right next to a police station, and then on the other side, an assisted living complex, and then, oh, by the way, behind it is EMC. 
Right. right. Okay. So you're basically landlocked between a, a very, very uh, a challenging traffic intersection and obviously a lot of noise uh, with 495, the fire station, the uh, complex, and then EMC. So mm -hmm. staff took a look at it and thought that it made sense from both, um, probably from the perspective of the proponent who um, would like to acquire those parcels to do uh, some sort of retail um, uh, establishment. And then also, um, from a property value standpoint here in Franklin, um, it would certainly increase, I think, the value of the properties of the higher better best used. Um, and right across the street, you'll notice that there's a big blue zone as well. That's also zone business. So it's semi pretty commensurate for the areas. Right. Um, and so we thought we'd bring it before the EDC quickly. Um, just for everybody's edification, um, if this were to move on from the EDC tonight, um, the council and the planning board would have just enough time, um, just just enough time, if everybody felt this was the right move, we would have just enough time to be able to get this done um, before the November election. Just for the record, the election has nothing to do with this, but as you all know in the, in the charter, if legislation that's pending um, before the election it essentially goes back to ground zero, it has to start all over again, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, and so you'd have to pick this back up next year. Um, and while those parcels are apparently under agreement, um, we're trying to do a good customer service feature where hopefully those parcels, you know, maybe the folks that have an agreement could actually um, start some sort of planning process on what they could do with that, which is really good for the town, um, good for customers, and good for the business owners. So, um, Staff basically felt this was a win-win-win, um, and I'm bringing it to you today to get uh, the input from you. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Um, Councilor Jones, do you have any comments? Yep. I clearly in support of this. This is something we did years ago to extend the stop and shop um, business area across the street to which was at the time a residential zone. It's simply an extension of the zoning, which is great because it was very it was adjacent. Piece of property, it wasn't necessarily butting it, even though it was across the street from it. So that the thought process was to uh, to add to the neighborhood that extension of the business zone, and now today we have Starbucks and that place and all the other businesses in that area. It was one of the wisest moves that we made. Um, one of the issues that came up back then, and this is something just kind of for the record, was people like, well, that's spot zoning. And it's not because we're all we're really doing is just extending the zone that already exists immediately adjacent to it um, in order to uh, for economic development needs and, and just just to simply say I'm 101 percent supportive of this piece of legislation and partly because just to move forward it makes sense the faster that we can get this process moving the better chance we have to get uh, that property developed. Um, is there um I guess the only other question that I can think of right now would be like, why not industrial? Why business? And and I think um, I think we know, but maybe you want to let the audience know. Well, I think to the point that Councilor Jones brought up, and Brian is, is more than welcome to come up and talk about this too. Um, it just confines the uses down to really a more retail customer-based business as opposed to maybe having another exit out for the MC or if that land were to transfer over um, where you're looking at a different set of uses, right? I mean, this basically limits it to at least some sort of um, 
for in all likelihood based on the parcel size, the configuration, the traffic. Um, you know, I think what you're likely to see there is some sort of um, you know, service-related uh, business as you go out into the center of town really to get on 495. So uh, we just thought it made a lot more sense uh, from a usage standpoint um, and, uh, and from a, a strategy standpoint of what it could be, um, business we thought was the best one. I don't know, Brian, do you have any thoughts too? Um, no, I thought it covers it really. Um, uh, Brian Spurman, Director of Community Developments. The uses that would be allowed on the, in the business zone are well, they're, they're regular business, retail services, things of that nature. Um, if you go into the industrial zone, that opens up a lot more um, potential development right on um, on King Street. Mm -hmm. And there are quite a few uh, homes in the area and uh, right next to a nursing home and things of that nature. So uh, industrial, uh, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get in, on a retail or service either, but it'll be less, much less impact on the neighbors. Right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jamie. Um, Councilor Frangelo, do you have any comments, questions? I would just say that this this certainly makes sense to me from the point of, it, you know, it, it would be hard to sell a home, um, and if you did, it wouldn't be a very valuable one because of where it is. Right, you're you're pulling out of a driveway into a busy intersection, um, onto a highway on ramp, uh, next to a fire station. You know, so I, I I do think it makes sense from that standpoint. Unless I'm missing something. So my only question was, um, did this process, or at some point, at some point I know that the process does trigger. Have it has it already triggered a notification to uh, abutters and current residents of that? It is. It is through Madam Chair. It is not. That would, and correct me, Brian, if I believe that would start the planning board hearing process. Even the referral to planning board step at the council level doesn't require an abutter. Or some sort of notification. That, that's true. I do have a letter that is drafted already, and as soon as I know it, if it goes forward, as soon as I know when the council will look at it first, coming up in a couple of weeks or whenever it is, um, and then we'll get hopefully at that time we'll have the dates of the two public hearings. We can put in the same letter and send it out. And you know, they've only got 20 letters, maybe, but yeah, we will get on that. Cool. So that, that, that was the only uh, thought. Uh, this makes sense to me for now, you know, pending uh, further information. I think we should pass it on. Thank you, Councilor Frangelo. Councilor Sheridan, do you have anything to add? I concur. Okay. Um, I think it's a great idea. Oh. I have a comment if that's okay. Okay, sure. We have a comment from the audience. Hi, my name is Maxwell Marangello. I live at 127 Central Park Terrace. I have a question and then just uh, sort of follow up uh, comments, I guess. Um, I see the current owner of one of the properties is Cumberland Farms. Is that correct? Jamie? Madam Chair, the owner currently is Cumberland Farms, but it appears that another party has made an agreement with both parcels. So I guess my concern is, is that you know we're, we take great pride in being a green community, and that means reducing the effect of carbon emissions. You know, We see all the wacky weather going on. And so one of the zoning uses for the business district is a gas station. And so I think that if we're looking at zoning and we care about our green community status, um, maybe we could send it back to zoning or strike 
the ability of it to be a gas station. I'm not all in favor of being business or, or some other business use, but uh, to have it a, another gas station in Franklin when we're trying to shift to electric vehicles, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense. So um, with that, I yield. Thank you, Max. Um, maybe it could be a charging station. You'd have to change the whole zone to eliminate gas stations, right? Right. Um, but just to note, um, one point that Max did point out is this isn't the permitting process, right? right. The planning board, special permits, whatever that is, is going to go through what's likely to be a, a rigorous process too. Just to note, um, I don't believe, I'm 99% sure, I'd go back and really make sure, but I'm pretty sure there's not a sewer extension there either. So that would have to also come before the council at some point. So there's still a long road ahead for any permitting. And it's important, I think, what Max brought up is, you know, people may start to hypothesize, and even if it is a gas station, a convenience store, a retail center, an office park, um, you know, a strip mall, whatever. Um, we have to look at that land and say, what are the what are the uses that are applicable to actually make it to some level of high value? That's how you get new growth. That's how you get tax levy revenue. Um, but I think if you were to, if you were to exile a gas station, you'd have to go into the um, you'd have to go into the code and eliminate it across the board. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, Councilor Jones. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just, just a point of clarification, ma'am, for you to Brian or Jamie. Um, would that particular location be immediate? I'm going to call it exit 16 because I forget the number that it's called. But that piece of the road is that not still state? What is it? State? 41. 41. Is that not still state property? Uh, is the road at least up past the fire station and past that parcel? I don't know exactly where the line ends, yeah. but that is State Highway up there. If you look at where the paving job was done, right. that's probably a good indication right. of where the line that's, is that's from the state to local. <laughs> you think they could go a little further, but no, I bet you it's probably pretty close. The only reason they ask is is that if there were a, if there were a proposal to put in a gas station, would the state have some say in that matter? I, I would imagine they would be in a butter. Um, you know, at some point around 300 feet, it would be close. Um, you know, but again, they would be notified at a time when there was actually a proposal for a planning board special permit, right? So, you're going to have to see what the proposals are first. Just curious about that, um, Madam Chair. Like I said, I'm 100%. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Um, we have another comment from the um, chambers. Steve Sherlock, Ten Liars Five, Franklin Matters. Uh, question more in regards to the process, and I agree. I like the fact that at least it was disclosed as well. The timing, and if it didn't work before the election, then it would have to restart. Also, on that, in terms of a process standpoint, if you don't approve it, do we know what happens to the deal? Does the deal simply fall through because they were looking to do something required business and can't be done in residence? Is that available, et cetera? Curious. Thanks. Jamie? It's a great question. I mean, these are private landowners. I, I'd have to talk to somebody to find out whether or not that's public, if, if, if that would happen. Um, I just think we're a little further down the line. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I understand the hypotheticals, but um, right. you know, from a, our job is to really evaluate whether that's a correct zoning 
policy, if you will. Um, not necessarily whether deals fall through or what the contingencies are. I mean, that also will get worked out of the planning board um, process with the Conservation Commission and the DEA. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Um, thank you for the comments. Uh, is there any nobody? Is there anyone online? Go ahead. Let's go up twice. Come, you can come up again. This is a friendly meeting. <laughs> 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 uh, 127 Central Park Terrace, Franklin, Massachusetts. Uh, is there any other zoning categories that would be similar to this that wouldn't have a gas station, or would they all have that requirement in them? Jason. Right. Um, Brian? There's only two other zones that I don't know if the C2 zone would be appropriate for that location, but they, did, they do allow uh, gas stations there. C1. Um, which I don't know if they have, uh, if that's listed, I could look it up, but I, I, I don't recommend C1. It's, it's, uh, it's not appropriate, I don't think, for that location. Um, but that would be about it, I think. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Okay, well, I think, um, I, I think this is a good, good, would be a good use of the, of the land, and, and I think um, it makes the property more worth more. Maybe we'll get a little income um, and help our new growth uh, part of the budget. Uh, I think we should just move, move this forward and then um, we'll see how far it goes. And um, so, so I would Chair. accept the motion. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Madam Chair, I'd like to make a motion to move the proposed zoning map changes to full council. Second. Second. I have all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Um, okay, if it passes, we'll push the, we'll move this on to the full council and then go to the planning board. Okay? And yep. Then we can have our public hearings. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Motion um, Second. I have a motion to adjourn and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Uh, aye. 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 Um, so thank you all. Thanks for watching. Wow. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.